And today. Wait a second. Today, oh boy. In the butt for segment. No, no. In the butt for segment. Oh, no, we Dad got. Dad is also going to talk about how we got about my pain in the seconds ass. ago he changed his. Uh, We're going to talk about how much of a big pain in the ass you are. Can we talk about that for about, you know, 10, 15 minutes? Oh, oh, Alex, no, 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 no. <laughs> Give me that back. Give me. No! No, don't. Don't you dare. Come on. <laughs> give give me. I think you're kind of proving my point at this point, like right now, but it's okay. Okay, Alex. Does the mouse still work? Yes, the mouse still works, even though you destroyed the other one. Okay. You destroyed a mouse? No, no, he destroyed... Like, that third timer I sent a picture of. Yeah, the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he spilled a full cup of Sprite all over it. Ow! Oh, well, okay, well, you know. Okay, well... And, oh, and he's he's been trying to clean it up so it would kind of work, but <laughs> no. I didn't think, like, I really, like, Sprite would kill it, but... Well, th th this this last one it's it's like um, I, I really liked it. I already ordered another one. I was going to use it on the show today because it's oh. it's silent. <laughs> well, it has it has a silent you mean mode. It, you eat it. it you no no clicking. Click, 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 no click, clicking. Click, click. It's silent, and it has like color <laughs> yes, bars, so it gives you like uh, you know. So it's it's a visual indicator. Like it's a big visual indicator that's green, yellow, red as you're about to run out of time. Okay, and and Yellow you can means and eight you minutes red means three minutes and and, and you can set it so that um green means it, you can set it so it beeps when it hits zero but you can turn that off and so it'd be really you know it would make sense for the podcast but the thing is it's actually like layers of plastic that move against each other as it goes and so the sprite got all inside and the sprite is sticky and speaking of the sprite being sticky I am realizing as I am sitting here. That my chair is also sticky. <laughs> oh, for the love of God! Like, but, I mean, we're on the chair. You know. Anyway, okay. Okay. So, what do you really want to talk about? I, the one thing I'll say is, oh, last time we did um, uh, a butt first and two lightning rounds and went two and a half hours. So we can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we really suck at this um yeah you know, so, and, and, if we had a producer a producer would have already just kicked the shit out of us and said you guys just you know what the hell is wrong with all of you shut the hell up Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, July 9th, 2021. It is just after 2 UTC as we're starting to record. Well, just after 2.17 UTC as we're starting to record. Yeah, I can be specific here, right? Even though 2.17 isn't an interesting, as interesting a number as like pi or something. I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't think there is anything interesting about the number 2.17. I'm trying to figure out if there is anything 
you know, interesting about the number 217, but I I can't think of it right now. Well, let's see. I'm I'm searching 2.17. Um uh-huh. Uh it, it well, Genesis 2:17, uh-huh, is but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good or evil, for when you eat from it you will certainly die. The Erico 217 is a part of what the hell is it? The numbering plan includes the state capital. Oh, it's part of Central Illinois. Uh, it includes uh, Springfield, Champaign, Urbana, Decatur, Taylorville, Danville, Effingham. I love the name Effingham. Quincy, Rantoul, and Jacksonville. There's a Jacksonville in Illinois? I, I don't know. 217 was one of the original North American area codes created in 1947. So there you go. It is one of the original area codes. Should I be excited? I, I figured with a two one, yeah. Woo. Anyway, yeah, two two one seven aside. I, I'm sure there must be something interesting somewhere about two seventeen. No. N- no, no, nothing. No, nothing. No, no. You know, it's one of the original area codes. I mean, you know, yeah, like two one two. Okay, you know, two fine, whatever. Anyway, it is no longer two seventeen. It is now two nineteen, uh, and. I don't know. Is that is that yeah. interesting? Two nineteen. Now, now, now you've got me. So well, and and for those of you watching the clock, it may not be because I added some stuff out. Maybe <laughs> so it's all confusing. Area code two nineteen is a telephone area code in the North American numbering plan for Northwest Indiana. Well, actually, well, it's probably not two seventeen or two nineteen when you're listening to this. Of course. Well, that's probably very true. It's nothing, and and so I, none of this makes any sense, Yvonne. I'm so confused. It's very confusing. So confused. Yes, but but you know. Anyway, anyway I'm Sam Mentor. This is Yvonne Bo. We're this is Curmudgeon's Corner. To, wait, together we're Curmudgeon's Corner. Is that is that the right uh, way to uh, say yes. it? Yes. Like, is it like a group I mean, or a band or something? It, I don't know about a band. <laughs> I mean, I can't. We can't play jack. <laughs> I mean, we we can't sing or play jack shit. Even though my son just, you know, clapped. Uh, you know, very hard at me. Uh, he was well, very hard at me. He he clapped very hard to was excited about me singing imitating Pavarotti. Oh, okay. I did some opera singing for him, but he was quite impressed. My son only claps when I like trip and fall and hurt myself or something like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, all right. Well, you know, we all get complimented for something. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> we all have our achievements. Yeah. A- a- anyway, we have we we have a plan for the show. I know we're sort of goofing around so far. Uh, we, unlike the last show where we said we were going to do a butt first and a lightning round, and ended up going two and a half hours only talking about four things plus the butt first, which was another big thing. So a- anyway, y- yeah, we're going to actually pick topics this time. Uh, the three main topics of the day are going to be the pandemic. It's been a little while since we've talked about it. We're going to have an international segment where we talk a little bit about Afghanistan and maybe a little bit about Haiti. Um, and finally, we're it, it, if time allows, we're going to have a proper politics section. But, you know, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of anything big happened this week for politics. Just a whole bunch of So we might, have a, just... we might have a few smaller things. And so that's the plan. But it is now time for... But first, so but first, before the but first, it's time to say but first. Okay, Yvonne, you want to start? 
do, do, uh, why don't you start? Usually I start. Why don't you start? What do you What do you got going? What, what, what's going on? Okay, I, I got one thing that uh, Alex wanted me to mention real fast, which was right before we started recording, I changed my Twitter icon. My, my avatar. My wow. Wow. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. You know that thing was going around with the, like the app that would like make you look like a cartoon? I just did one of those. Oh, you did that. Eh. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I've done a variety of different things for my Twitter avatar over the, the one immediate. The one immediately before this was like me sitting at a chessboard. Um, the one before that was we was me wearing a box on my head of a contraption I had de- made in order to watch an eclipse. Like instead of getting the eclipse sunglasses, I basically got welding glass and put it in the front of a box and covered it all up with duct tape. You look good as a cartoon character, I'll tell you what. Yeah, there you go. It works. Yeah. So you you can find me at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E, on Twitter, and you can see my new icon. Very exciting. I don't know how long I'll keep it or if I'll change it. I don't know. Like, the last one was there for at least a year. So I don't know. I don't change my... Like, some people change theirs all the time. Some people never change them. I think I'm in between. I, like, change every one or two years. I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that my icon that I've had there, I haven't changed in since, I mean, six, seven years. Since you created the account. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's been, no, I changed it after that. Because I created the account, like, in, uh, I think it's 2000, whenever Twitter emerged. To You know, it, was, it but I didn't start using the account until probably like four or five years later. Right. Uh, and then I ch- changed it. Um the avatar I, I think i might have kept an egg for a while i was just like you know whatever at first but but you know that was when nobody used twitter anyway so right uh, when pe- people were just posting like what they had for lunch or something exactly i mean but isn't that what the internet was all about back then anyway i mean even some people still do that well, that's still what large parts of the internet are for yeah i mean you know still you today. the tiktokers now that they all do these dance videos which i i my wife made me try once and i i can't do that shit <laughs> i was just like wait wait is there a tiktok video of you doing a dance you need to share the link oh shit uh my <laughs> wife has it I, I i you gotta you gotta ask my wife okay okay yeah she did make us do a tiktok video Okay. I was going to say, like, we can't really properly share a video on this podcast, but if you give me the URL, we, we can, we can share right, a link. Right, right, exactly. You gotta, you gotta hit her up for that. You know, we'll make a tiny URL link and send to it. Uh, you know, although I, you know, knowing us, we will talk about this, forget about yeah, it and, and never mention it again. Tell Siri to set a reminder for you. Well, if we put it on the show topics, but then, you know, we keep it up. We, we keep it alive. But I, I, I did. I, I, I forgot that I did one of those. Like, and I was just like, after I did that, I decided, I decided that I'm like, well, I'm never doing this ever again. Like, ever. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, <laughs> she made me do about a hundred takes of this damn thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, a, I mean, and I, I can't, I mean, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, you know, it just, it just, just doesn't work. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, you know, I, that that's 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 a that's a thing, and uh, you know, at least TikTok is for that. 
you know, I I, I was noticing uh, all these Facebook groups like right now, and I I I try to like I've I've noticed that I am really gravitating in Facebook in Facebook really mostly to a, co- a few automotive groups and um okay and uh and some uh uh, uh some there's one that's just a joke group that's just evolved it's just people telling jokes now a couple of things that have happened with those groups is that uh it, you get a whole bunch of people that just want to invade the groups and just do posts about politics just to get people fighting against each other i i keep i i am pretty convinced at this point that this is driven by by bots and Russians and shit like this on purpose. It, it has to be. It, it, it's just all of a sudden... Maybe some I, of it. I mean, I, there I think, are lots of people who just like trolling anyway. No, no, no. But, but I, I think it, it, it's... Man, it can't be that you have a group of people that you create a group that's about uh, posting stuff about uh, overpriced cars for sale. Okay. Okay. And all of a sudden, just people start shit posting about Trump mm. and politics and it, it, it just shit like that that's completely unrelated. And and it's over and over and almost every group. So so I've seen this one thing where basically on a couple of groups and some people get pissed off. Man, the admins have just which is good. They've just cracked down. They says fuck fuck all of you. No. Okay. These are the rules. We set no politics. No racist. Fuck you. No. Okay, and a whole bunch of them right 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 now are, are at a at a point where basically nothing gets posted, like right now, unless it's approved by an admin, uh, just to avoid um, uh, just to avoid this uh, uh, uh this situation. Okay, so there's this group, the, the this the shit posting group about about uh about offers of cars. The the group originally was just fun. It's like people finding guys who were trying to sell a, a ball of rust, a terrible car, whatever, and asking fifteen thousand dollars for it. It was just like people, and they said, "No low ballers. I know what I got." Okay, all right. And you're like, "You what do you got? You got a piece of shit." Okay, that's what you got. So so basically, this was it's a group intended to make fun of people, but. It, then. But but then people it, it, people it would be quickly invaded by people doing repeated political posts and arguments completely unrelated to the subject matter at hand. Okay, and the thing is that the and, and so the group went and all of a sudden every time would mushroom from like a couple of thousand people into a hundred thousand, and it got so racist and so vile that every time it kept getting shut down by Facebook. Okay. And so, and 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 the guy was like, "Well, this is you know, I don't like this because of First Amendment and freedom and whatever." I'm like, "Dude, the people got on the group. It it turned nasty. It turned really. It would it turned into harassment. It turned. I, I mean, I tried the last couple of times to he would the f- group would get shut down. He would start another one. I joined it. It so quickly devolved into that. I just left." I'm just like you know, I, I, I this is ridiculous. I, I, I can't do this. 
So what I've seen is that a lot of other people that have groups are basically, you know, there's one that I joined that was supposed to be a comedy group where people started doing that. And at first the admin wasn't doing anything. And I muted the group for a while. And basically, finally, somebody got to the one guy that was an admin and added a whole bunch of admins. And everybody just basically just, they just clamped down on it. And it's not a, the group is back to what it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be a group about people trading jokes and whatever and whatnot. And not about people saying, I don't know, like, you know, uh, insults to transgenders, uh, racist shit, whatever. It just, I'm, I'm telling you, it, that's, that's all that, that keeps happening with these groups if they're not moderated. If they're not moderated, it just turns into a fucking, and they're like, well, well what about freedom of speech? Listen, we created a group to talk about, you know, cars and, like, stuff. Not for you to start yelling racist shit at the people on the group. If this was like, you know, a meeting and, and, and you know, in, in person and we're, hey, we're the car discussions guys over here. And some guy started railing racist shit in the corner. What do we do? We would do. We'd grab him and kick up the shit out of the group. I mean, that's what we would do. And these guys don't understand. Why am I blocked? You called that guy a faggot, you stupid shithead. Well, look, this this is something that has been. People repeatedly find this out. Like, uh, what was the the new like, uh, new conservative social media thing that launched this I think week? It was or something like that. Was the name? It's, you know, it's it's come and gone so fast. Turd, whatever. <laughs> I know, don't no. know. I heard it was a shit show. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line was they also came in with that, like, you know, free speech, no moderation, blah, blah, blah. And very quickly, it was overrun with things they didn't like. Exactly. Now, this is, you know, sort of a conservative group or whatever. So I believe it was overrun in this case. If I remember right, it was something about furries. Okay. (laughs) You know, but some group that was definitely not of the conservative bent that they were pushing for uh decided that they were just going to go in there and have fun right <laughs> and so they they started posting all kinds of things that were not appreciated by the management there and they started having to deal with that and they started having to realize wait moderation is hard at scale like you know it's when you have a small little group with a limited volume you can afford to have somebody who reads everything or like you said uh, or or who you know you actually have a policy that nothing gets posted without somebody reviewing it that only works in relatively small scale once you have something you know that you're trying to grow to a massive volume that becomes very very hard very very fast and you start having to make very hard decisions about what's allowed and what's not and what's the boundary and what policies do i have for it well, and i got i got a couple of groups the policies are different like for example there's this car there's this group about uh uh, lovers of manual transmission vehicles, okay? Manual transmission enthusiasts is the name of the group, okay? And look, like right now, what, what they do is they've got like 20 moderators and basically, you know, 30, you know what? Your post, if they if one of them doesn't okay it, it doesn't get posted, period. Simple as that. Right. Now, it happens relatively quickly, okay? You know, because one of them will see it, oh, okay, all right, no, this guy isn't, you know, uh, posting, uh, you know, some Trump, you know, d- Trump is great, 
you know, fit picture. Okay, great, go. But that's it. Okay. But, uh, you know, some others, uh, like there's this other one that's the comedy one, where basically they, what they did is they added a ton of moderators and they're, you know, looking at the group all the time. Anybody post something like that, they will quickly just, you know, delete it. It, it, it gets, it gets canned. Yeah. Like, no. And, and both, both my wife and my daughter have been moderators on large Facebook groups and have been part of that. So I've heard sort of the background and, you know, how groups of moderators will discuss certain things and how they'll insert and how they do that. And again, like you can do that even for, but, you know, for a large Facebook group, you need a large number of moderators. And then how do you vet the moderators and how do you do that? And the larger the group gets, the more that's a problem. And once you get to, you're not just talking about a single Facebook group, but you're talking all of Facebook or all of Twitter. Uh, it becomes really, really difficult and, and, you know, maintaining sort of consistencies and policy. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, and, but like you said, um, there, no matter even relatively small groups, um, there's always people who want to cause trouble. Now, I'm not sure, like, I'm sure in some cases, you know, may, maybe it is sort of these, I, I don't know if it's the really the Russians or the Iranians or whatever doing their social media manipulation efforts. Look, I, but. I, I, I totally believe that there, that, that, that a big, big chunk of this has to be there. There, I mean, because we've heard about how it is on purpose. We've seen plenty of proof that that does exist. I don't know if they're targeting the groups you're in, but like I, I follow a couple accounts on Twitter that analyze sort of those concerted efforts, whether they're bots or otherwise, and they'll post pictures showing like when accounts were created and all kinds of other evidence showing that there's this collaboration going on and, you know. I've seen a whole bunch of these where all of a sudden you look at the guy who all of a sudden sends Sam, all of a sudden, one behind the other, 10 political posts, yeah. one after the other. You look at the profile account, and it was just created like like nothing, like a few days ago. And I'm like, look, this can't, this, this can't be natural behavior, okay? Right. You know, when the guys just try to carpet bomb the groups, which is political shit. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that in addition to the concerted sort of governmental efforts, there are also just people out there that love doing that stuff and just get off on it. Oh, no, 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 there are. But but I can tell the difference between some of those and the others, okay? It, it's like, you know, there there's this one guy who just posted something, you know, about hating the group or whatever, whatnot, and something or whatever. And basically, one of the admins, because we're just like, oh, get, you know, dude, get the fuck out of here. But, but, well, but one of the admins very smartly, quickly, just turned up. He didn't delete the post, but he just turned off the comments. Okay? Right. It's just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just, you know, let's just. Let's just, yeah, you know, let's stop this before, you know, this guy just gets, you know, dragged, uh, you know, all the way to hell. (laughs) Well, my butt first was just on changing my icon. Oh. (laughs) And look what we ended up talking about. Oh, oh, Um, a tangent? uh, uh, Us? Never. That can't be. be. No, that must be some other people. Anyway, so... So I I changed my Twitter avatar, and therefore we talked about Racist. you know nation states influencing Facebook groups because of, of course, course. Uh, 
I was gonna I was gonna mention one of my books or media, but do you have a butt first? That that can always wait till next week. Do you have a butt first of your own? Uh, do I have a butt first? I mean, doesn't it really count that I completely hijacked your subject and took it somewhere else? <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I just completely like just. Oh look! Let me just you know. Let me just let me just drive this truck you know all the way across the state. Oh, we're, you weren't adding there. Oh, I'm sorry. All I was saying is I have a nice little new cartoon face, and that that was going to be the extent of it. Well, I, I, I will talk about the fact that I went to, listen, I went to Disney last week, and I posted this on, on our on, on our Slack. Greg and I had this conversation about the fact that th- this week, this time, not, well, let me start with this. Not only was it packed in an insane way, okay? I, I mean, it's like, look, I, I stayed at a hotel that had 2000 hotel rooms. Okay? It's what it's it's the biggest hotel in the state of Florida or correctly. There's this very big Marriott that's like right at the entrance of Disney. And the thing is that the usual hotels I stayed at, I think I mentioned before, the rates were very were a lot higher. And so this one had just been remodeled and I'd stayed there a long time. I stayed there about 10 years ago at an HP event actually. I remember, ah, the, the hotel's good. And I saw, oh, they remodeled it. Oh, so all the rooms are nice and whatever. And everything was pretty nice, okay? But look, this hotel's too big. I said, I'm not staying here again if I have to because it's a 2,000-room hotel, all right? Now, I have Elite at, at Marriott, so I don't have to make the line and whatever and, and whatnot. But still, anyway, this, this lobby all of a sudden just, I mean, there were lines at the lobby that looked like you're checking in at the airport, okay? All right? Mm. You, you know, these massive lines where you see people snake around or whatever to do stuff or whatever. My wife was worried because we're checking out. It's like, wait, do we have to make that line? And I'm like, no, I have the app here. I press checkout on my button. Click or checked out. Here we go. Let's get the car. <laughs> it was like, she was like, just freaked out because I'm telling you, there was a line. It must have been like 50 people. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Here, just press a button. Thank God. But, uh, but you know, aside from the fact that everything was just insanely packed. Uh, I, I'm going to say flat out that at Disney, they've removed practically everything that was related to do to any protections whatsoever. Okay. It, it's all gone. Like all gone. All, like all, all the all, things that everything. say keep six feet apart, wear everything. masks, all, all gone. I mean, they had this thing where it's like, well, wear masks if, uh, if you're not vaccinated. I, I mean, you know what? We actually wore masks the entire time. Okay. Hmm. But I didn't see, I mean, if I saw... 50 people, 50 people that wore masks, it was a lot. And then I'm going to say about the what the people that really, I think, are the biggest idiots in this whole... I, I'm, I think they're even worse than the people that don't wear masks. Why the hell do you have a mask on if you have it below your chin, like, down there? And you're just walking around with it there. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? What are you doing? What's the point? What the fuck is up with these idiots? But uh, can I just also say that the, the main thing that got me all like, uh, you know, this weekend was, damn it, I could, this hotel supposedly said that they had charging stations for the car. Ah, uh, yeah, that was the point. Yeah, I, I remember now your conversation on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack. So what happens is that we get back to this hotel. Like I said, it's a massive hotel. And they said they had two EV charging stations. Okay. The valet parking was actually full. 
Okay, they had so many people that it was over over full. They told me no, no valet. You have to self park and take a bus back to the hotel because this hotel was massive. I'm like fucking taking a bus back. I'm like mother. I'm like okay, fine. So I'm going over there and understand something, right? The difference, the the reason isn't so much because the self park. It was close. The self parking garage is very far away. It's not, you know, it's not like <laughs> I'm just parked there walking in. No. There is a very good reason to pay the 10 extra bucks from the self-parking to the other one because the, the, the garage is literally almost a mile away. There is no way to walk back to the hotel. You have to take the damn bus, okay? But look, it was it, it was uh it was late. We were exhausted. I mean, we'd been out there walking, it had been raining. You know, I, I I started developing a blister on one of my on one of my toes for whatever the hell damn reason. You know, my I mean, Manu's exhausted. My wife is starving. The last thing I'm trying, so I'm trying to find a stupid charging a charging station. There were nowhere to be found. Supposedly they had to. I w- drove around this garage, d- drove two or three times until my wife was like, "Just fucking park the car." And I'm like, just uh, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll just park the car. So so we parked it or whatever. So we couldn't really find the charging stations. I found out later where they were, but they were they, they were hidden, and I don't think they were working. Okay, all right. To be blunt, okay. Mm. So so that was a bullshit about them having char- uh, uh, charging stations at the hotel, and then the valets apparently at the park they have there's a separate garage for the valets. They didn't have charging stations there. So the only way you could do it is to freaking drive a mile away. To, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not, I'm not doing this. And then I said, fine, I'll charge at Disney, okay? All the damn stations over there were full. I mean, there was just never one. There was one blocked by a fucking idiot with a handicap placard. I didn't realize that handicap placard meant that you, you, you parked in a fucking electric charging station. Is that how it works? Do they need electricity to, for what? Exactly. So, so that was that was fucking annoying. Then the other part that really annoys me is because I've seen this before: fucking people driving Teslas or mostly Teslas that will park in those spots, the the electric vehicle spots, but not actually plug in to charge. Right. So why are you parked there? So anyway, can I just say that? Look, the one thing about me driving from home and back is that I know that I get. To my spot and plug in. That's it. Done. Okay. And the way, if you want like electric vehicles to really be convenient that way, okay, is that you you need more ubiquitous charging. Okay. It can't be that you're fighting for fucking you know spots. Okay. And and, and you know and it's like you know well you know Greg argued well say if I had a Tesla I could have driven somewhere and I'm like look do you really want at ten o'clock at night Okay, you're you're you need to get a charge. You want to drive somewhere like 15 minutes away when you're exhausted to wait half an hour to get a charge to then go back to the fucking hotel. That, and listen, if I did that with my wife in the car and my son, they, they would have just they would have just punched me dead in the face. Yeah, you, you want a sort of infrastructure where you don't even have to think about it. They're just everywhere. Exactly, and and, and that's the problem. You know, with gas, the thing is that it takes. You know, you, you put pass and you you know you stop five minutes, boom, you're done and you're out. Yeah, that that's the two things with gas. First of all, the infrastructure is there, so you 
can't practically turn around without hitting a gas station in most parts of the country. Uh, there are a few exceptions in rural areas where they might be where I, I I remember I had, you know, one of my random trips back when I did those a couple decades ago was to a spot in the middle of Nevada. And I definitely were on runs where, you know, it was like, warning, next gas, 100 miles, be sure you fill up, you know, that kind of stuff. Listen, it happened to me in Spain. I, I still will never forget there was a time that I was, I was, I was driving at night from Seville to, to, to Madrid. And the thing is that, well... Look, part of it was my overly aggressive driving. I was driving approximately like I, I was in a very fast car and I was driving at about 240, 250 kilometers an hour, which is around 150 miles an hour. OK, well, let me tell you something. Driving at that rate of speed burns up gas fast. OK, all right. But I it was the middle of the night. This was it's very far. Okay, and I'm just like, look, this car's fast. I'm gonna get there now. Okay, and like nobody in the car was complaining; they were all asleep. So I'm like, fuck it, just let's, let's go. Well, the thing is that I'm reaching a point where all of a sudden I'm looking at the gas gauge and I'm like, oh shit. Well, you know what? There aren't a lot of stops for gas on that highway from Seville to to freaking Madrid. Okay, and so all of a sudden I'm like, damn it, I have to get off on some exit and find a gas station somewhere. And look. And all of a sudden, I, the reserve light had come on, okay? And I'm like, shit. And so I get off on this road, and I keep driving for miles and miles and miles. And I don't find a town. I don't find anything. And we're running low on gas until finally I make a turn somewhere, a miracle. And I'm pretty sure that we're almost about to be run out of gas. And there is this one pump in some corner station that was actually open 24 hours. Some guy behind the counter asleep and I could get gas there. The the two places where I remember, and of course we're on another tangent, um, the the one the random trip in Nevada I mentioned, and also a random trip in northern Quebec that I did. Um, those two places were both ones where I got gas at a gas station and basically drove out into the middle of nowhere until I was just about at half on my gas tank. Then turned around, heading back towards civilization, and got to the first gas station on fumes. <laughs> well, you, you know, on one of the trips, you basically you got to you had to get rescued, right? Oh, that that was different. That was not about gas. That was me like getting my yeah, car you got stuck, stuck in, in the a mud, yeah, muddy yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. yeah, but you you you've yeah. pushed it. You you've pushed this to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, th this is, of course, you know, 20 years ago or something, I would be more careful today, I think. Maybe. And, and you know, if I was to do those those type of trips again today, I would have with me one of those, like, little battery-powered, you know, rescue transceiver things that, like, has an emergency button that will send your exact coordinates to somebody if you need to, need to via satellite. Well, I mean, we have too many cars have that, like right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Like, lots of cars do that via the cell network. But if you're going to be out of cell network, you well, you need an EPIRB. That well, yeah, well, you you gotta you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get the boat one, the EPIRB. That's the one that I know works. Well, they 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 have handheld ones that are made for people who are doing stuff ah, not on boats too. Well, there's yes. also there's yeah. a bright. By the it's way, a, there's it, also a Breitling watch that comes with that built into the watch. Yeah, you. They're they're actually pretty cheap these days. I mean, there's a subscription that you have to do too to have it live, I guess. But, um, 
but yeah, they're, they're, they're not that expensive anymore. They used to be very expensive. You can now get handheld ones cheap. Of course, I've looked into this because I'm like, okay, if I was to do a <laughs> random trip again out into the middle of nowhere, you know, to where I knew there would not be cell service, how would I make sure I stayed safe? And there are a number of devices now. Some of them just send an emergency alert. Some of them actually have rudimentary texting capability. There's a, there's, there's a variety of them out there. And, you know, so anyway, what were we talking so, about? So it's called the bright, it's called the, the, the Brightlink Emergency. Okay. Yes. Which I found one in made in titanium. Okay. It looks really nice. Uh huh. Uh, it's, 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 it's very reasonably priced. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. This one is $16,475. Yeah, no, when I say reasonably priced, you can get these things for less than 200 bucks now. Uh, oh, so, oh, so you're saying that 16475 is not a reasonable price? Yeah, no. Uh, no? Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Okay, well, no. All right. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I thought that was reasonable. I mean, 16475 I mean, you know thought that that's that's a pretty good price these have actually gone way up in price i i i will say i, I remember that i mean shit i should have bought one well but by the way just to be clear everything has gone up in price i mean i i it's there's just nothing i keep finding right now that has not gone up insanely in price in in, in a lot of items i mean this inflation right now at least maybe temporarily or not there's some assets that are just insane i found like for example my watch right now that i have used is worth 50 percent more than what i bought it for i'm like what it's crazy and i know that these you were able to use to get for just a couple of thousand dollars mm-hmm. you know like two thousand something like that this thing is like i mean it's insane this is like fifth i mean i just saw the price of like only fifteen thousand dollars actually here i found an old there you go a used one of the old versions, okay, three thousand three ninety five, which that's what I thought, you know, I would find, not, you know, fifteen freaking thousand dollars for, you know, just to be well, that, well, that way you won't get lost. The emergency locator things I'm talking about, I just I just looked some up. Uh, there, there's some as low as a hundred bucks. Most of them seem to the most of the good ones seem to be in the two hundred to three hundred dollar range, but n- not thousands of dollars. You know, we used to have like uh, I mean, we we uh, you know for the boat, we definitely you know the EPIRB has been around for a long time, and that's been something that saved a lot of people's lives. Uh, it's a good device, and so you know that one. Uh, but but you know there. To be, to be honest, out on the ocean, it, 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 one of the biggest problems that people get themselves into trouble is not even just having that, that you know, even that is the EPIRB. Uh, I was just looking at some people that got rescued off a boat. It's just they didn't even have a radio, any type of radio. The VHF radio on on Marine is, is you know, indispensable. You go on Channel 16 and you, you say, mayday, mayday, mayday. The Coast Guard is monitoring it constantly. They will be there in a second. Okay. All right. You. You. And, and, but people go out without even a freaking radio, then get themselves into trouble. And it, you know, it's always like, oh yeah, some guy on a twenty foot boat with sixteen people on it, and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you have all these people and small kids out there in the ocean, and then all of a sudden, oh well, boat goes go t- tips over. Oh, boat sinking. You're like, shit. I anyway. All right. Okay. All right. We went way, way. Way, way, way. What were we even talking about? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I think we should be done with the segment. I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there are other things that we could have got. I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if we, if either one of us made our primary points, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, we will take a break and we will come back and we will kick it off with the super cheery topic of the pandemic and where we are. Um, Cause it's sort of kind of over in some places, but not others, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Back after this. Alex and the West. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school fight day. YouTube by night. AlexMZilla.com. AlexMZilla is A L E X M X E L A. And .com is period and then C O M. Okay, we are back, and I'll start off like I usually do when we talk uh, pandemic stuff on worldwide stats. Um, and worldwide, we're way, way down from our highs in terms of COVID deaths per day. Um, we're down in 7,000 and change now. Um, it's not going down as quickly as it was. There are actually a couple of updates recently. But the overall trend is still down. I'm not ready to say that it's going up again yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's slowing down. Um, so it, it's it's um, unclear to me. Like, it looks like we're... Uh, it's so hard to tell, like, these patterns. Because sometimes it, it looks like it's slowing down. And then the very next day you get it speeding back down again. Sometimes it actually turns around. But if I had to bet right now, I'd say we're we're leveling off and heading towards another plateau uh, in worldwide deaths. Uh, meanwhile, in the U.S., we're still heading, you know, down, down, down in in cases. Uh, sorry, in deaths. We're still heading down, down, down in deaths. Um, cases uh, has started to uh, slightly go up again, just slightly in the U.S. Worldwide, cases is definitely trending up again. But with all the vaccination in place, you have to sort of be careful on how you interpret it. Uh, specifically, the best example in the world right now of this is the UK. Okay? UK, okay. Ah, ah, ah. Anyway, <laughs> um, cases in the UK has is definitely going up again. It's going up strongly. It is way up from the lows they had in May. Like, they were down to like... 2,000 and a little bit, actually under 2,000 cases a day at one point in uh, late April, early May. They're now back up to, uh, I'm looking, 26,000 cases a day on average in the UK. Jesus. Okay. okay. Uh, compared to their, pay, their peak of 55,000. Okay. So that's like halfway back to their peak in terms of cases. But the UK is one of the most vaccinated places in the world at this point. And deaths is at 20 a day. Right. Right. It, yeah, whereas compared to the peaks of like 1300 or so a day, a little under 1300, it looks like their peaks were. And hospitalizations is up a little bit, but not very much. Basically, vaccinations 
are breaking the connection between cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. Right. The vaccination makes it much less likely that you're going to get infected at all. But if you are infected... You're not dying. It's... You're 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 highly unlikely not dying. probably not dying. highly un- your, your your chances of hospitalization are way down your chances of death are even further down now it's not impossible vaccinated people are still dying of this at very very small numbers like I, I saw uh, there were reports in this last uh, week of uh, in Baltimore. of the people who died of COVID this week were unvaccinated. Well, I think it was Maryland, actually, but okay. Oh, sorry. It was all of Maryland, not just Baltimore. Sorry. Right. Uh, On a wider level, I saw, I I forget which, it was a larger entity than just a state, but it was still something like 99.8% of all deaths were unvaccinated people. It was like huge. You know, it's basically like, yes, there were still some vaccinated people who died, but tiny, tiny numbers. Almost everybody still dying from this is unvaccinated. Okay. Um, and, and so the vaccination percentages matter. Like in, in, in the UK, uh, just, uh, to hit those vaccination numbers, the, um, the at least one shot number is at 66.9, uh, which is better than Israel at this point. Um, and actually Canada is even better at the one shot numbers right now. Um, at the two shot numbers, UK passed the US a while ago. They were behind us for a long time. Uh, but now UK is at, uh, 49.9%. I should actually refresh this page. They might be over 50% by now. Um, yeah, 50.1%, uh, as of July 7th. Um, and, and so they're incredibly vaccinated. So what's happening there is yes, they're seeing another wave of cases. Um, but they are not seeing another wave of hospitalizations. They are not seeing another wave of deaths. I mean, technically speaking, hospitalizations and deaths are both up from their lows, but nowhere near the amount cases is up and they're still really small. Um, so and this is the pattern we're seeing elsewhere as well, um, in, in various U.S. states as well, sort of how much of a problem there is tracks the vaccination rate. Uh, if you're looking at various countries, uh, it often tracks the vaccination rate. That's not the only factor. There are other things at play. Um, but it is, it is a critically important factor because guess what? Vaccinations work. They work. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And so we've got this now, you know, and but our our problem here in this country right now is the, you know, the pockets where we have unvaccinated people. And the, and the thing is that what what they're seeing is that this, you know, this is probably going to lead to the generation of new variants. Okay, that's that's one thing that yep. that's going on with that. That's number one. But it's just that right now that's, you know, it's creating these hot pockets where there's just a lot of people getting sick and, and 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 dying, you know, unvaccinated. And it's just now these are not massive like right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you look at national numbers, our deaths are still going down, 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 and they're pretty low. And I mean, it's it's you know, it's the lowest we've been uh, in the U.S. since this thing started, basically going back to like last March or yeah, March to March twenty twenty to be specific. Um, and it's still going down, going down slowly, but the numbers are small. Um, but 
there are certain hot spots where it's still bad. I, I think I, I was looking at uh, where is Missouri right now is the worst place in the country. Yes. Arkansas and Missouri, like that area there is just really, really bad. Like right now, when you look at it, uh, there's also a hot spot in, in Montana, but it's, you know, Montana being small, it's not a big population really like there, but but you've got a really big hot patch right there in, uh, you know, it, it, Arkansas, Missouri. It's really just not good. You see, Louisiana also ha- has, a, uh, you know, has some, some other like hot spots in Texas as well. Uh, Oklahoma and rural Colorado, uh, and Wyoming. Um, yeah, the, the, so it, it's really there. And the, the, you, you know, the keys to all of these, though, is be, even though they've got high sort of per capita stuff going on, um, they're compared to New York, California, et cetera, other major cities. They're they're small, and so the national numbers are still small. And and even in those places, you know, vaccination isn't as good as it is in other places, but it's still not zero. So it's still cutting down the death rate and other things, even in those places. Uh, but it would be a lot better if the vaccination percentage was higher you know look you look at the the chart numbers right now and you see where you know uh cases per 100,000 are the lowest and surprise surprise it's like really places with you know for the most part really high vaccination rates it's it's not you know it's not a coincidence and when you look at the places that have you know the highest cases per capita well gee what a shocker Arkansas has one of the lowest rates of vaccination in the country. Wow, and they have the highest rate of, you know, cases per capita. Gee, what a fucking coincidence. I I had uh, tweeted um, a couple hours ago um, a thread uh, by a doctor, uh, Ashish, let's see if I can pronounce the name, Ashish Jha, J-H-A, uh, Twitter handle is A S H I S H K J H A. And anyway, they they mentioned that right now, if you look at risk levels on a state by state level in the U.S., there are two states who are sort of in the green category, the lowest risk category. Uh, actually, there are a couple more states than that. Uh, Maine, it's Maine, Massachusetts, Vermont, and South Dakota are mm-hmm. the ones that are in green right now. Right. Uh, but their thread is specifically comparing Vermont and South Dakota uh, because the levels of risk are very, very similar there. Um, so just to quote a little bit from this, uh, Vermont and South Dakota are actually very similar. Both have slightly older white rural populations. They have comparable median incomes. They both have reco- Republican, go- they both have Republican governors and as of right now, they both look very similar on infections. If you look at the last two months, he shows a graph, they track each other very carefully. But if you look back further, you know, uh, you well, first of all, vaccination rates. Vermont is at over 75% of the population with one shot. Um, South Dakota, around 50. Um and if you look at that, so they both have a high degree of population immunity, mm-hmm. but Vermont got it through vaccinations. South Dakota got it through people having prior infections. Oh. And so then, then he goes and compares the charts on how the pandemic played out 
earlier. And you see this huge per capita spike in South Dakota uh, from earlier on where tons and tons of people got infected. Tons and tons of people died. Right. Okay. Um, and they just didn't in Vermont. Uh, and so what you have, if you compare entire pandemic to date, the deaths per capita in South Dakota is six times as much as it was in Vermont. They look very similar in all kinds of other ways. The main difference is, you know, Vermont pushed the vaccinations and safety and South Dakota didn't. Unbelievable. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is the pattern we're seeing like all, all over the place. Um, and, you know, it will be interesting to continue to watch the UK right now. I think they're, they're the test case of what's, you know, they're, they've basically for a bunch of time been like a few weeks to a month ahead of what we are here. But the UK right now is lifting all the remaining restrictions, essentially. Um, I think there might have been a couple little things left, but pretty much they're, they're lifting everything at this point. They're, you know, Boris Johnson said, we're going to have to learn to live with this virus at this point. Um, and basically said, look, it's better to do this now than in the fall or winter when yeah, things might course. start to get worse again. And you've got the flu and other respiratory diseases going on, but we're, 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 we're going all out, all restrictions lifted. Now he was very careful to say, it's still a matter of personal responsibility. We're not necessarily, we're not recommending that you start engaging in risky behavior. We're just saying at this point, we're no longer going to enforce any sort of governmental mandate. It's up to you. You do what you think is best. We're going to give advice and you can follow it or not follow it. Um, which frankly, like in the U S has basically been what we've done all along. Basically. I mean, there have been official, there have been some things, official closing, um, you know, and, and official rules, but enforcement has been like close to zero. Uh, so effectively we've just been telling people to, you know, here's the advice, please take it or leave it or, or please take it, please, please, please take it. But there hasn't been any sort of heavy handed enforcement, uh, in this country with a few spotty exceptions maybe, but, um, Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. They're they're wide open. Um, as I said, they're they're opening while cases are heading up and heading up rapidly. But they feel confident to do this because the connection seems to have been broken between cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. So that okay, maybe there will be a lot more cases. You know, maybe this thing will go rampant now. But with so many people vaccinated, um. It will be more like the flu. Like all of the people who are saying, ah, COVID's just the flu. Well, it wasn't. But if you're vaccinated, it, it kind is. of, it is. Once you're vaccinated, once you're fully vaccinated, if you catch it, chances are it's going to be the you know, a flu-like experience at worst. And again, occasional exceptions, but there are occasional exceptions for the flu too. So, um. And uh, so it'll be interesting to watch what, what happens there and, and, and what happens here. Cause we're essentially in the same thing. You mentioned Disneyland earlier and everything being Disney you know, world. Di sorry. Disney world. Uh, not the bad, same not place. Disneyland, not the same place. Um, I haven't been to either. So whatever. Uh, Disney something. Uh, anyway, but you mentioned that it was super crowded and all, all precautions seem to be gone. Um, and I think that's, you know, pretty much, I mean, 
everyone was like gearing up. I mean, even the Obama administration basically said July 4th is the end. Obama administration? Did I say Obama? Yes. Biden. Biden. You know, I'm getting old. (laughs) I'm not quite as old as you are, Yvonne, but. Not by a few months. Be be glad I didn't say Jimmy Carter. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, who, by the way, had a 75th anniversary wedding anniversary this week, and everyone was sort of celebrating that. So I, I'm just, I, I mean, that is just, I mean, to say it's an amazing feat is not not a strong enough word. <laughs> anyway, um, the the point being, everything's open everywhere. I, I mean, here, I mean, I'm not back in the office yet, but you can see things moving in that direction. There now, I've had a couple people from my team have you know, left the team or left the company and they had little going away things at the office for them. I didn't go, uh, but they had like in-person little things. And, uh, cause you know, uh, people are vaccinated and people can meet in small groups and, you know, and, and, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still not, I, I'm looking at some of the numbers. I'm seeing my, my county is still drifting up in terms of cases, not in terms of deaths, but it's drifting up a little bit in terms of cases. We're still officially uh, high risk for unvaccinated people. Now, I am vaccinated, but my son Alex is not. He's not old enough to get vaccinated yet. So I want to continue to be somewhat careful until either um, our county is at relatively low risk, even for unvaccinated people, or my son is vaccinated too. You know, so I'm I'm going to be careful a little while longer, but uh, but you know, for the most part, you know, people are done. <laughs> people have been done for a while, but even more so now. I think one of the things that surprises me about uh, about our county, Palm Beach County, is that uh, I mean, the vaccination for um, ages sixty five and up is almost eighty percent. Okay, uh, you know, of people uh, sixty five and up are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, right? Um, but uh, but it, it it's like for ages eighteen and up, it's barely fifty eight percent, right? And I, I I I'm just like, you know, I guess what the the younger folks think they're invincible, I guess. Well, yes. <sighs> like, why should I have it? I'm young and healthy. Oh, Jesus. Which is, which is why, you know, a, lo- a lot of the cases that are being seen at hospitals now are younger people because the older people are vaccinated. I mean, it's almost 80%. I mean, Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh. Um, and so I, I think it's still important to push those vaccination numbers up everywhere. I mean, obviously we're getting some benefit already for the levels we're at, but come on, people. It's so frustrating, especially when you see those numbers, like I mentioned earlier, of like 99.8% of the deaths are unvaccinated people. And, you know, I've seen people describe this on TV and uh, elsewhere as what this means is that at this point, all of these deaths are avoidable. All of these, mo- most of them, at least. Yeah, most of them. I mean, some some people can't get vaccinated for one reason or another, either logistically or for medical reasons. There are other people who the vaccines like uh, immunocompromised people. The evidence is growing that the vaccine basically doesn't help very much, uh, you know, because of their underlying conditions. So there are people for which who either can't get vaccinated or where the vaccination isn't effective. And so those people are still at high risk, along with all the yahoos who just 
are choosing not to get vaccinated. So, and, and really to make it, to make it safe for unvaccinated people to go back to how they used to live, you need the high penetration of vaccination to make it so that the vaccine just does not, uh, not the vaccine. So the virus doesn't have a way to spread. Um, and yes, you can do like South Dakota and get there through infecting everybody. It's just that has a super high cost associated with it. Ah, <sighs> well, well, here we are. Okay, we're we're vaccinated at least you and me, and your son. Hoping to get my son soon. Yeah, my, well, my son's not vaccinated yet. He'll be el- he'll be eligible in September when he turns twelve. Um, now there are trials going on for under twelve, uh, and sometime in the fall they'll probably go through and get a thumbs up and it'll open up to under 12 as well. Uh, but there's no firm dates on that yet. Uh, in in the case of Alex here, uh, you know, we're not going to take him in for a shot on his birthday. That seems a little bit mean, but, but, but shortly, cause he hates shots, but shortly after I'll fucking drag my son to his birthday. If it was this, for God's sakes, first thing in the fucking morning. Oh, well, you know, we'll do the next day. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> you know, the next day, but we'll give him his birthday. Um, but uh, but then you know we're we're going to take him in as soon as we can. Basically, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, there's um, there's still risk for unvaccinated people. It is going down as 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 the vaccination percentages go up. But uh, I, I think it, it, it. I like the trends as we've been saying for like the last couple months. Uh, maybe even longer with the vaccination uh, going up, even if cases go up, hospitalizations and deaths are not following. And for the most part, even cases that there have been a couple times for the nationwide numbers in the U.S. where the cases has tried to go up and it's gone up a little bit, but it it's not able to mount a real rally. At least it hasn't so far. Cross your fingers for fall and winter. But, you know, <sighs> We're doing good. Oh, so the two other things to mention, though. Um, two? Is it two? Uh, I did want to mention that uh, Pfizer has put in uh, for uh, trying to get approval for a third shot. Because right. they believe it will even further improve results for people. Right. Um, well, they were talking about the Delta variant and whatever and and stuff. So, yeah, they think that, that yeah, that, that it, and that and that apparently immunity after six months or other variants. They said that it seemed like the data from Israel that after six months they'd seen some some drop off uh, protection start to go drop off. And so therefore they were like, well, you know, I'm like, fine, we'll get another shot. It's fine. Oh yeah. S- sign me up. Sign. Give me give me yeah, give t- me however many you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take <laughs> another shot. No tell. Yeah. And and so yeah, it looks like a third shot will be helpful. Uh there'll be the question of is it needed or not? It will help. <laughs> I'm taking you know, a damn shot. I'm like, whatever. Just... I, I will definitely take it. And especially like as long as we have large groups of unvaccinated, these variants will continue to pop up. Uh, I know that I've seen talk of one that is, you know, the, all of the talk recently has been about Delta. That's the one that caused all the problems in uh, in, in India. It is now the, the number one. It is now the majority of new cases in the U.S. are Delta. Uh, but there's apparently already a gamma or something developing somewhere else that is uh, uh, potentially even better at spreading and better at uh, passing by the vaccines. This will continue 
as long as significant portions of the world are unvaccinated. And just real quick, looking at the worldwide numbers, um, which did hop up, by the way, at the beginning of June, because suddenly China gave out some numbers before there had been no China numbers. So the world numbers were a little bit depressed now. But 11.7% fully vaccinated uh, worldwide, um, which is, uh, you know, it's it's moving up. And uh, that's uh, with one shot, almost 25% now of the world population. Which actually isn't, I, I mean, I, you know, it seemed worse for a while without China, but China really bumped up that number a bit. Uh, so, yeah, 25%, uh, we're, we're getting there. We still got a long way to long go. Long way to go. Long, long, long way, way to go. go. And, and as long as the world numbers are, are, are low, uh, you're going to have these variants popping up, and the variants are going to make it their way to the U.S. So if we ever get one that, successfully breaks through um, in large numbers, we could be in trouble again. But uh, that's why we're talking about a potential third shot of Pfizer. That's why all of the vaccine makers are talking about slight reformulations to cover uh, new variations as they come up. Um, And and we'll see. Um, The other thing, uh, if you look at the worldwide charts, and I, different sources, like I mentioned, uh, the one I use is from Worldometers most often. It looks like it's it's leveled off a little bit in the last week. Um, some actually show worldwide up a little bit in the last week. We shall see. That may be temporary. But if you look at regionally, um, you know, we went through a phase where... China was driving things, and then Europe was driving things, and then the Americas were driving things, and then India was driving things. At this point, the one region of the world that's growing and growing rapidly is Africa. Wow. Uh, It's still relatively small compared to the rest of the world. But at some point, it had to happen. Yeah. If you look at the charts, they're going up steeply at this point in Africa. So... You know, we'll see how that goes. And and part of that, as we've talked on the show a couple of times about before, that was not even a real sentence. Um, as we've mentioned a few times, uh, there's good reason to believe a lot of these numbers are, are severe underestimates of what's really going on, uh, especially in parts of the world with less developed health infrastructures. Uh, there are likely lots of people infected and lots of people dying who aren't identified as such uh, because the, the testing infrastructure is just not there. Yeah. Now they don't have the testing infrastructure. They don't have an ordered vaccines. I know the U.S. now is donating a lot of vaccines, and there are certain countries that just have not taken to work to procure uh, the vaccines for getting people vaccinated, which is a problem. And so uh, even still, like right now, it's still an issue in a lot of places around the world. So, <sighs> yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, worldwide, I'm, I'm watching the curves. I'm still waiting for, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I used to post my um, little, my little COVID graphs every day on Twitter. I'm more like once a week now, uh, I've, I've slowed it down. Um, but because, you know, I've had other things to do, (laughs) um, but, but also it does seem to be trailing off, but we're yet, we have not yet seen us get to the point where we are better off worldwide now than we were a year earlier. That has not happened yet. Uh, And it's not clear from the charts 
when that will happen. Like if, if things start getting better again, uh, it could happen really quickly. Like if things were going down as fast as they were last month, uh, we could be there within weeks, but if they're leveling off, let alone if they start going back up again, who knows? Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Let's take a break. We will come back. We will talk about what, what was next? Oh, we were going to do some international stuff back after this. Do, do, do. Hello. This is Ivy Standard. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day, they just pick the articles differently. This week on Popular Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Ashley Barty. Ashley Barty, born April 24, 1996, is an Australian professional tennis player and former cricketer. She is ranked number one in the world in singles by the Women's Tennis Association, WTA, and is the second Australian singles number one after fellow Indigenous Australian Avant Gulagan Kali. She has also been a top 10 player in doubles, having achieved a career high ranking of number five in the world. Barty has won 12 singles titles and 11 doubles titles on the WTA tour, including two Grand Slam singles titles the 2019 French Open and 2021 Wimbledon Championships, and won Grand Slam doubles title at the 2018 US Open with partner Coco Vandeweghe. She is also the reigning champion in singles at the WTA Finals. Born in Ipswich, Queensland, Barty began playing tennis at the age of four in nearby Brisbane. She had a promising junior career, reaching a career-high ranking of number two in the world after winning the girls' singles title at Wimbledon in 2011. As a teenager, Barty had early success in doubles on the WTA Tour in 2013, finishing runner-up at three Grand Slam doubles events with veteran Casey Delacroix, including at the Australian Open while still only 16 years old. Late in the 2014 season, Barty decided to take an indefinite break from tennis. She ended up playing cricket during this hiatus, signing with the Brisbane Heat for the inaugural Women's Big Bash League season despite having no formal training in the sport. Barty returned to tennis in early 2016. She had a breakout year in singles in 2017, winning her first WTA title at the Malaysian Open and rising to number 17 in the world despite having never been ranked inside the top 100 before her time off. She also had another prolific year in doubles with Delacroix, culminating in her first appearance at the WTA Finals in doubles. Barty then won her first Premier Mandatory and Grand Slam tournament titles in doubles in 2018 before accomplishing the same feat in singles in 2019. She also led Australia to a runner-up finish at the 2019 Fed Cup. Barty is an all-court player who employs a wide variety of shots into her style of play. Despite her short stature for a professional tennis player, she is an excellent server regularly ranking among the WTA Tour's leaders in aces and percentage of service points won. Barty serves as the National Indigenous Tennis Ambassador for Tennis Australia. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining, educational. In short. Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do, do, do. Okay, we are back, and it's time to talk about international. Uh, the main topic, I, I mean, we've got both Afghanistan and Haiti to talk a little bit about. Let's start with Afghanistan. Uh, real quick, uh, 
Joe Biden had promised to be completely out of Afghanistan uh, by September 11th. That was several months past the deadline that the Trump administration had agreed to to get out. Uh, Biden basically came in and said, we can't do it quite that fast, uh, but we will do it. Uh, and we'll be out by September 11th. Uh, apparently, uh, we're actually more than 90% of who was in there at the beginning of the Biden administration is already out. We're not out entirely, but we've already uh, removed ourselves from some of the big locations. This week was the, the Bagram Air Force Base or whatever. Um, and uh, so the the evacuation of U.S. troops out of Afghanistan is happening rapidly. Um, another big part of that equation, uh, was there was a lot of talk about, um, Afghani nationals who had helped the Americans, specifically translators, but I'm presuming it's not just the translators, but other people who'd been, uh, helping, uh, the Americans, uh, and evacuating them out of there too. Uh, the Biden administration had been criticized for being really slow on that as the Taliban was sort of hunting down some of these people one by one. Um, but uh, they seem to be speeding that up. Um, they they announced today, I think, that they are going to evacuate these people to third countries to await processing for asylum in the U.S. They're not bringing them straight to American territory, which a lot of people had called for, but they are at least getting them out of Afghanistan. Um, and then finally, the, the last part of the equation is, as pretty much everybody had predicted, uh, as the Americans are leaving the Taliban is taking over more and more territory. Um, and this is quite likely to continue. Um, I, you know, it seems like the, the, the Afghan government that the U S has been supporting for however long, uh, just is not up to the task of defending their territory. Maybe they'll be able to defend Kabul and the capital city. Um, maybe, maybe, um, but that's unclear too. Um, so it. May but look, we knew this. Yeah, we knew this. I mean, it's. I mean, it, we know this. It's the reason why we hadn't pulled out in the first place for a long time. We knew this. So no, we we absolutely knew this. This was absolutely always if, uh, expected. If we were going to pull out. This was going to be the end result. And, and I think um, I, I think that was part of the calculation all along. I think it's why I on on one of these conversations that we've had over the many years about Afghanistan. I mentioned basically it's not just these translator folks. I, I, I if we sort of we came in for a number of years, we were protecting people and helping with a certain way of life. We should have an open door policy for those people, frankly, and saying like, look, if if you're getting screwed over by us leaving and you are afraid for your life, come to the U.S. Just open door. We're you're what you're welcome. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't think you're, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, because it's just, it, 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 we, we knew, you know, for quite a long time that the military and government that was in established in Afghanistan was not strong enough to maintain control of the country. And the Taliban has a, is armed and has a lot of support mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, I, I, I just and, and 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 look, I I completely understand the argument that says, well, okay, well that's Afghanistan's problem. It's not ours. We can't be in there to sort of fix it. Uh, that we've been there for twenty years, it hasn't helped. 
uh you know we we you know we haven't been able to change the situation in an, in a way that can survive us leaving we need to get out i i completely understand i just feel like if you're going to do that you also have to do something that says you know we're we're going to do something to take care of the people we're screwing over by that decision and i know we're we're handling the people who directly helped the us military but that's a really small slice there's a much bigger group of people who's going to be negative and negatively impacted by this yeah but i i it's just that i i don't i don't see that we you know that we've got much that we could do <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it's just we've been there 20 years it hasn't really made much of a change and so we have to figure out a way to um ensure security uh without having to be there present yeah and 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 look there has been talk that the u.s is still maintaining presence in the area and might still provide air support for the afghan government and other things like that so it's not like we're gonna zero out involvement entirely but at the same time, it's clear, you know, we're, we're out. And whether we're accepting people who are fleeing the Taliban or not, there's going to be a massive wave of refugees coming out of this, um, making their way to wherever they can. Yeah. So I, uh, a, a little bit earlier, I, I, uh, I, I was scrolling through my Instagram pictures and I subscribe, uh, to, uh, uh, a whole bunch of like uh, photography uh, 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 related to aviation. Okay, and so the damn picture that came up was, well, this is a picture of uh, an American Airlines uh, seven sixty seven, hull number, uh, which one is it? N three three four AA. And okay. I'm like, well, yeah, well, you know, it might not mean much, but they said, well, this was taken two days before it turned into flight 11 that crashed into the world trade center mm. um you know it, it, it's just that that was just a, a, a very eerie uh picture to see uh, uh of the plane and it's just uh, you know look uh, i mean look thankfully you know that hasn't happened again but uh, it, it's just you know people ask well why is a reason that we're over there whatever and whatnot well look the, the reason why we originally went over there it was because of that yeah um you know and and it's it wasn't just that attack it was you know there was a series of attacks now was it handled properly was you know what you know you, you could talk about all the policy fucking mistakes that were made back then uh which were you know quite a lot okay including the iraq invasion you know well i mean let, let's start let, let yeah i mean let's start with if if you really had a pure 9-11 focus you could have come in there 100 percent focused on we're finding al-qaeda we're finding bin laden yeah and and you know they there was a few months of that at the very beginning uh, and they lost bin Laden at that point. Right. Uh, but they could have said, you know, hey, we've done what we can on Al Qaeda for the moment. We're out right now. Yeah. You know, and, you know, 
and 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 then if you needed to come back in later, maybe you do in a limited way, whatever. But you know, there could have been a a very targeted, direct. Hey, we're in here for this purpose and this purpose only. Exactly. We're not. We're not and here would, to get. We had, and we had a lot of support about that as well. Yeah, I mean, we're like we expanded from we're going after Al Qaeda to we're going after the Taliban and we're going to overthrow them and we're going to put in and our we're own going to nation building. We're going to put in our own puppet government. We're, we're going to put in our own puppet government. We're going to, um, you know, maintain a force there. And then we're going to go after Iraq who had nothing to do with nine 11. Right. Um, and, and then it just, you know, it just turned into a shit show. We don't have to relitigate all the mistakes that were made during the George W. Bush administration and then continued by subsequent administrations. But yeah, there was a way this could have played out that would have been a direct response to 9-11 that was limited and contained. That is not what we did. Look, the 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 only thing that I can say about about for mistakes later is well, when do we draw the line of what it is that we're going to, you know, where where is our line? Where is our end game here? How do we get this to a better place? Um, and that it became open ended. Okay, yeah, it just it, it never ended. And so, I, I mean, that's the thing. But at the same time, the reason why it started being open ended is because they kept looking at it and kept saying, "Well, we're going to do this," and basically, you know, a lot of people that we've been defending are going to get hurt. Yes. So what the hell do we do? Well, and this this goes this goes back to one of the big differences between George H. W. Bush and George W. Bush. Um, if you remember during the first Gulf War, uh one of the things that was said over and over again by, you know, Bush himself, Colin Powell, Schwarzkopf, all of them were here are our defined objectives. We are going to go in, we are going to make this thing happen in in this case it was take back the territory of kuwait um and when that's over we're done and nobody believed them at the time but they did well the thing is that schwarzkopf was uh one that was very 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 well versed in in the middle east okay and because of that he knew that it had to be limited to that that there was no hope way of doing anything beyond that and that whatever the hell if we tried to do it was going to turn into what happened like in iraq and he knew it well and and this of course i mean the two are tied together right i mean dick cheney thought that was a big mistake and so he right and then he's vice president in w's administration and was pushing uh basically going back to iraq to finish the job from day one before 9-11. Yeah. And as soon as 9-11 happened, him and Rumsfeld, who also died uh, this week, I think, or week yeah. before. Uh, in the last two weeks. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, the two of them were absolutely like, as soon as 9-11 happened, well, this means we have to go to Iraq, even though they had nothing to do with each other. Right. <laughs> yep. You know, but, um, but yeah, but lots and lots of mistakes there. It's a huge mess. Um, I, 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 I believe this, I I can't tell how many times, Yvonne, you and I have talked on this show about some place or another on the planet. And usually it has been these Middle East, East places, you know, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, um, Libya, where it, you know, 
we went in for one reason or another, but I, I think in retrospect, clearly made the situation worse, not better. We haven't been very good at making jack shit better by invading anybody. I mean, you know, one of the places that we were going to talk about, that we had planned to talk about, was about what happened in Haiti. And in Haiti, look, we've had a history of invading Haiti multiple times, okay, in history. And you know what we've done in terms of improving the situation in Haiti? Jack shit. Nothing. Well, worse than that, we worse than nothing, we've probably made it worse. I don't know about making it worse. I think you got to remember that, you know, look, you go back 50 years or whatever. Look, the Duvalier's daddy and baby doc, okay, basically just, you know, kept control of the, of the country. But didn't we have something to do with setting them up and keeping them there? I'm probably, I'm sure that we, that, that we did, you know, because we, 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 we did it sometime, but look, that's the kind of thing I'm saying. I mean, you're going back 50 years. Our involvement goes back way before that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that we haven't helped even like, oh, look, let's set these guys up. They're going to help us or whatever. And the situation has been a fucking disaster. Look, my, I, I had, you know, I texted my friend who occasionally listens to our podcast, Richard. Look, I mean, I guess his father passed away now, so I can say this, okay? Look, the reason they left Haiti, that they emigrated to Puerto Rico, was because the Duvaliers wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. The Duvaliers wanted to kill him, okay, because he had been working as an accountant for them, and apparently he knew too much about his numbers and how they were hiding money and whatever, okay? It, it, you know, he didn't have much of a choice, but he was just like... He wanted to leave. He just did not want to be involved in that shit anymore. And he, and, you know, and he left. And, and you know, he emigrated to to the United States when it settled in Puerto Rico. That's all. I met him, but you know, it's one of those things that you know we didn't know until he was an adult that that was the reason why they had left. Basically, because he knew if he stayed, they were going to kill him. Not exactly, really, a warm and fuzzy place to be living in. Right. And so the current president also look the guy who just got uh, assassinated. Yeah. So let, let, let's officially jump to Haiti. We're done with Afghanistan. We're going to talk about yeah. Haiti as another place that yeah. the U.S. is... You know, well, yeah. And look, the, the frickin' current president right now was a guy that basically had dissolved parliament and basically... Well, he's not president anymore. Well, he's not president because he's dead. Okay, yes. And so, and basically had been ruling by fiat, by, by just, you know, decree... He had overextended what his term was supposed to be. He had dissolved parliament and basically just uh, allied himself with criminal gangs. Mm-hmm. My my buddy called him a gangster. Bottom line, everybody said the guy was just a fucking crooked gangster. That's it. And so apparently, you know, this is the shit that happens with gangsters. They make they piss off other gangsters. Well, so the other gangsters, I guess, decided to come in and just fucking whack them. Well, I saw a thread um, from. You know, like I, I, I fully admit I have not followed Haiti very much. So let me put that right out there. Um, I, well, it's kind of difficult to follow a country around, but it's okay. Y- you know what I mean? I, I saw a thread from somebody trying to sort of recap recent developments in Haiti, and one of the things they mentioned is basically, look, the the guy who was president who was assassinated in the last few days, um, had so many enemies. That it was really, really hard to even guess who might have tried to kill him. Who exactly? Which would kill them? Right. Right. Exactly. Be- because like he was hated by like almost everybody. Right. So yeah, it, it, could it have been these folks? Yeah. Could it have been those folks? 
Yeah. Like there were, there's like dozens of candidates of people who might want to have him gone. Um, and, and so I'm sure we'll find out more over the next few weeks or whatever, but, uh, he was not well loved, I gather. He was not exactly popular. Nobody, nobody is shedding a tear over his death in Haiti, as far as I can tell. Or very few people, at least. I'm sure somebody is shedding a tear. But not very many. Mm-hmm. There's not a period of national mourning right now because this guy, because this guy is dead. Now, he had, thank, he had just recently, the, the guy who assumed power right now, he had just recently named the prime minister. Like this week before. No, 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 no. You missed this. He named them, but he wasn't. But he wasn't confirmed, right? So I the person, right? So the, he had named them, but he wasn't officially confirmed. That there was a confirmation process that that I guess the remaining people apart. Yeah. Right. So that person is not the one taking over. It's the one who was in the spot before. Oh, that guy's there. Okay. Yeah, because that confirmation process had not finished, right. it is now not going to finish. The person who was prime minister before is the one who is now saying, okay, I'm in charge. Here's what's happening for the moment. We're in a state of emergency, whatever. Do, do, do. So, neither Ivan or Sam are completely right here. It seems the two potential prime ministers are both claiming they should be the one in charge. So, yeah. Do, do, do. They're talking about elections or something at some point but the main gist i get from folks is chaos right now and uncertainty over how things will play out my friend has like you know his mom and cousins like still living in haiti i mean it's just so concerning uh you know what's going on to them but at the same time look the the reason our mom uh, uh, you know moved back to haiti uh, was because, you know, Duvaliers were dead. His husband, her, her husband had passed. She had been ill with cancer. She had around the world, round, round, you know, round the clock, uh, care. And her family over there was willing to do it. Okay. And they wanted to, to, to be with her. And so, you know, or her, her, you know, so it, it was a difficult thing, you know, but that's where she felt most comfortable, you know, being with, you know, it's one of those things when you, are born and raised and you know you want to be with you know family and you know it's like uh, that but it's i'm telling you it's 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 bad it, it's so bad there and it's just it's lawless i mean it's just is i mean it's just it's just the wild wild west that's what the hell it is so so and like i i know almost nothing you know more because you've got people you know from there uh, any, any additional insight, any predictions, any, anything, I, I feel bad. Like this is one where I almost don't want to talk about it on the show. Cause I know so little. I mean, unless look, listen, my only thing is in other times before there's been like the UN or other bodies have intervened in order to provide some aid. I just don't know right now in the fractured multi multilateral world that we are right now, whether something like that could be put together because unless there is some kind of help right now, I mean, you know, they're basically another failed state at this point. I mean, like Venezuela is right now. I mean, it, it, they're just two failed states. And so I, I don't know how we get to a point where they're in a better place if, you know, some outside group doesn't come in and try to 
organize and structure this and provide aid to people in order in a way to get this, you know, back into some semblance of a normal operating state. But then again, like we were saying, outside groups, when they come in and try to do that, often end up making things worse in the end. I mean, uh, we mentioned the, the U.S. apparently, you know, was at least marginally supportive of this guy who was killed because he said the right things about Venezuela, <laughs> regardless of what he was doing at home. Oh, uh, he had stolen a whole bunch of money from Venezuela, too, so whatever. I don't know. Just, I mean... I'm not saying. Uh, look, I, I think that the the, the UN in, in in you know when when I'm talking about not just U.S. intervention, when we're talking about a, a multinational UN efforts to help in certain countries, I mean I've seen more better results from that than just from the U.S. invading any of these places. Okay, mm. um, you know you think about uh, Namibia for example, or the situation in like. Uh, I don't know. Well, think about uh, uh, geez, the 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 Sinai uh, and that that situation in between, you know, Egypt and and Israel. That you know that that you know between those two, that conflict was resolved in a in a way that was positive. Uh, I mean, there's been some other conflicts where you, know, you may say what what you want about what happened in the in the the breakup of Yugoslavia, but in the end, the UN was able to you know eventually a number of states that are there that are functioning and it's you know and and that war has been over and things you know are 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 in a better state i mean if you if you think about that so i i mean i think that there are more examples of multilateral involvement with the un when when a number of nations have gotten together and say hey let's let's help this country gets you know get on its feet let's let's help them like get together and and those have been able to help but like I said, multinational efforts like that have been more shown to have a better result. Not, not U.S. unilaterally going and invading places. Now, right? Haiti has had a big history of up and downs. There's been like inv- there's been like you know invasions like that that have happened before. They haven't resulted, but but at the same time, just you know leaving them to to be in the situation they are right now of just absolute chaos, mayhem, and lawlessness, and leaving people you know without any any defense it's also you know, n- not a great you know situation to leave them in so eh, no, not not many make great cho- great choices ahead but i i heard that the u.n security council was meeting about this this week let's see what 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 comes out of that but but lately the u.n you know security council and, and, and the u.n in general have not done much in disrespect in, in recent history. so No, I mean, it's unclear to me that what they'll do beyond meeting and maybe putting out a statement or something. I, I, it's just not... I mean, maybe they can get something together. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what's, you know, desired in Haiti, too. Because, I mean, part of, you know, your, your statement about, like, hey, sometimes the multilateral stuff helps, there needs to be a certain level on the ground of acceptance and desire of that. Well, I'll tell you what, look, they were like, listen, I think that they want, they want safety, they want food, and they want probably an election. All three things that right now are not happening at this point. Yeah. And haven't happened in a long time. So. Okay. Uh, So let's take another break and we'll be back uh, with some politics. Yvonne thinks there's some politics to talk about. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out when we get back. Back after this. 
I keep saying back after this. I need to come up with different words to use. Why? Uh, good, good, good point. Back after this. Okay, here we are again, and Yvonne, uh, uh, what what is there to talk about politics this time? Do we have another infrastructure week? What what's going on? Uh, what is going on? Uh, what was going on in politics? What happened? I don't know. What the hell happened? Did anything happen? Trump filed the lawsuit that is going to bring him back. <laughs> this is it. This is the one. I heard the my pillow guy gave an actual date. He said like August thirteenth or something is the date where oh. the critical mass will break and everybody will be talking about how Trump needs to be reinstated. If the critical mass is sitting on in his ass, it might break on that day. Yes, <laughs> because this is apparently because of all the the audit in Arizona, and I guess they want to start one in Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, uh, okay. No, no, but the thing that the thing Trump did was suing Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for shutting his account down. Yes, and, and apparently because they are government actors. Yes, they are state actors, and thus the First Amendment applies. That's correct. Because, because yes. of course, when they shut down his account, which uh, when when did that happen, Yvonne? I think it was around um, January eighth or so yeah right like right. right after the events of january 6th so um who was president on january 8th Yvonne? there's some guy called donald trump i heard so facebook twitter and youtube as official agents of the donald trump government shut down donald trump yes you, you didn't hear you did you didn't read about this yeah so it must have been his order right it must have been his order. I'm sure it was his order. He ordered himself shut down. Yes. Yeah, they're making some very thin argument about how the the regulations that make it so that um, uh, so that internet companies aren't responsible for things that their their users post somehow makes them into a governmental agency or an agent or something and. Somehow the First Amendment applied because, you know, the First Amendment, by the way, for those who haven't read it lately, uh, is about limitations on governmental power. It's, uh, you know, so freedom of speech is not. about No, yeah. it's only about the government. Surprise. Apparently, every every time it comes up, people seem to be surprised by this. I I, I saw someone tweeting earlier today that, of course, it being retweeted by somebody making fun of them. Saying basically, you're you're saying the First Amendment doesn't apply to Facebook. That's bullshit. 
Yes, I, I'm, I'm well aware that the First Amendment doesn't apply to Facebook, yes. I, 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 I am not a fucking moron. Yes. Well, apparently lots of people are. Now, look, there's a there's yes, a more we are a way overwhelmed with fucking morons. It's something that I keep learning on a regular basis. Now, there is a more general principle of freedom of speech that is beyond the First Amendment. Um, but that's not a legal thing you're going to invoke here. And this argument was very much centered on the First Amendment in these lawsuits. And, you know, I, I've seen a, a number of lawyer types posting on Twitter about how they don't see how this even survives the very first interaction with a real courtroom. I mean, this has to be one of the most preposterous lawsuits I've ever seen in my life. And, and you know, look, Donald has been good at submitting the preposterous lawsuit. Uh, yes. Now, but uh, it has to be said, it has to be said that it's, it, you know, it, it, he made it far more impressive by the fact that two of his attorneys have AOL accounts. I mean, yeah, I, I'm still like, this is what year again? 2021? Something like that. How in fucking holy hell does a real attorney still fucking exist that would put down as their fucking email a fucking AOL account? Look, um, he's clearly scraping the bottom of the barrel on lawyers at this point. The bottom? No, no, no. He's, he's scraped a hole through the bottom and is finding like the shit that is under the rusted end of the fucking bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Well, you know, Rudy Rudy wasn't available. Well, Rudy's <laughs> definitely not available. That he, we know. He he was he was prohibited from uh practicing law in New York and this week DC was added to that. Uh, but maybe he could have still done it in Florida. Of course, one of the things on this lawsuit was apparently to, based on Facebook, Twitter, based on these terms of services. Oh, wait, I didn't realize this law firm is in Miami. Yeah, no this this was this was filed in Florida, and one of the issues with the lawsuit. Wait yes, a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I've been to this office. <laughs> what the hell was I at this office for? I just saw the address. Anyway. Uh, one of the issues is apparently under Facebook's terms of service, uh, they should have filed this uh, in California, not in Florida. <laughs> um, or maybe it was Twitter. I forget. One of them. Uh, in, in any case, it's a mess of a lawsuit. It's not going to go anywhere. But I think to a large degree, they know that. Like the purpose of these is they don't actually think they're going to win. It's part of the PR to their own people. Well, this is look what I what I also saw was that right off the bat after they filed the lawsuit, the the next thing was just proceed to a fundraising uh, event, you know, to start fundraising off of this lawsuit, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay, that seemed to be the the main thrust of their uh, of what they were doing. It's just fundraising, and I mean, yep. Look, Donald needs money. Actually, I was at the office of a lawyer across the street because this building is a lot shittier. Okay, oh, okay. this is this, okay. this these this law firm has yeah really shitty offices. You know, it's a nice address, but the building is shit. But anyway, um, you know, the 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 the, the main thrust 
I think it's just the money. Look, the other day, Donald Trump is still not flying around in the 757. I don't know if you've 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 noticed this. Uh, he he is not. No, the 757 is still parked, broken somewhere up in upstate New York. Mm. And and I had heard that he hates flying on this little jet. The citation. The only reason I can think that after so many months that plane is parked up there is because he can't afford to use it. Right. Because do you really think that he voluntarily is flying on a small, little tiny Citation jet instead of his 757? Mm. No fucking way. If he could afford it, that jet would be fixed and fucking flying. Like right now. Now, I'm not saying he's broke, but it's probably like, look, somebody probably told him, hey, you need to lay out, you know, you know. I think that at this point, what I heard is that it needed to it needed a new one, one new engine, and some other things were broken. Okay, major. Okay, so we're probably talking at least a million, you know, a few million dollars. And Donald Trump, I'm making, still has access to a lot of money, but you know, shelling out a couple of million bucks just to get the plane back in the air may not be is thinking of like the best use of money right now at this point. Right. Although I figured he would have used some of this money from the fundraising, which may be why he's trying to juice it. And just say, oh, well, yeah, we fixed the plane in order for me to be able to fly to campaign events. <laughs> hey, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I, the, the It's probably mostly money because um, most things are with Donald Trump um, that they can't actually think this lawsuit's going anywhere. It's all just no. about, it's all just about how to get his folks enraged again at how he was shut out of social media. And his lawsuits look, I got filed like out of a parking garage. I swear to God, I'm looking at this building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So. So next up, um, we talked last week extensively about the indictment of the Trump org. There hasn't really been any new development on that, except I did see some speculation this week about, you know, who's next. Uh, and I think the speculation's concentrating on his kids, um, uh, including... Well, the thing is but, that his kids and himself went on fucking TV and basically admitted, oh, yeah, we did all that, so... <laughs> Oh, yes, they did. They did. I, I'd forgotten about that. Yes. Uh, they, they basically went on TV and said, what's the big deal? Yeah, so he didn't claim his car on some taxes. Who cares? I mean, I, and, and I'm just left like fucking like every time that they do this, I am just left like like dumbfounded. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, people have gone to jail for less tax evasion than this. Yeah, and it, and it, and of course, it's not just the car. It's the double set of books and everything that shows that they knew what was going on. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem that they they completely documented the fact that they knew that this was that, that they were they were illegally trying to avoid paying taxes on the income that that this that, that this on the income that they were paying themselves. Period. One of the interesting things about all of these statements was they they sort of were carefully picking and choosing amongst the charges. So while, yeah, they were saying, yeah, yeah, he didn't do this. What's the big deal? Blah, blah, blah. 
the the thing they picked out to use as an example was look, it was a serious charge, but it was one of the least serious charges in the indictment. Right. There was a lot more there. Um, so, but yeah, they're, they're so dumb. They're so dumb. And it's, I mean, I don't understand how the hell they think that this is helpful. But here's the thing. They've gotten away with it their whole damn lives. He became president doing this stuff. Well, true. Uh, yes, that is very true. And so, you know, but, but look, but this, this is like fucking, but look, this kind of shit is like playing fucking Russian roulette, man. At some fucking point, the bullet's going to be in the damn chamber. (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're like, you know, hey, it's worked all our lives. Why is this going to be any different? Of course, it's going to work out just fine for us. I I mean, I, I mean, you know, yeah, but but well, listen, I I don't think that they've ever been criminally charged before. Okay. Well, the, the closest they came was this same prosecutor in New York, Cy Vance, was going after Ivanka for something. But apparently, back then, the, they made a little donation and the charges went away. Right. But but you know, but that was back then. Yeah. And so. You know, a donation from what? From the fucking Trump Foundation? The one that they shut down for another fucking fraud? Something like that, yes. <laughs> Probably not the foundation, but something Trump related. Oh, oh, come on. I'm sure it came from the foundation. I mean, give me a fucking break. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. What are you, what are you saying? What are you saying? <sighs> anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I keep... You know, look, for the last... What? Almost six years now, I have been repeatedly dumbstruck by how stupid these people are. But it works. It works for them. They're fooling people left and right. Millions and millions of people voted for this they guy. Are. They are. Yes, they did. But 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 you know what? Like I'm telling you. Yeah, look, so one Russian of these days. Eventually, yes. one of these fucking days, that fucking bullet's gonna be in the chamber, and they're not gonna like it. You know, I, 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 I'm crossing my fingers. And you know what? If one of the, go, well, it, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I got to think you're right at some at some point. Um, I still believe, you know, Donald Trump himself will never spend a day in jail because even if he gets indicted for something, they will, you know, stretch it out in court until he dies of natural causes. Um, but his kids, on the other hand. They're idiots. There's a real possibility there. They're fucking morons. <sighs> Maybe Joe Biden will, par- will pardon them all. I don't think so. I know that that doesn't help for the state charges. No, but, but even uh, but even if well, there there are listen these offenses in terms of evading reporting, you know, you know, taxable income are all federal as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the the indictment was practically a referral to the feds. Right. I mean, (laughs) here, look, this exact thing, if it's state, it's also a crime federal. Here you go. And 
and there's probably more, but we don't know. Like at this point, like I, I, I was hesitating to spend too much time on this because not much new has actually happened since last week, except like you said, them going on TV and practically admitting the whole thing. Um, so a lot of this is speculation of what do they have? What else do they have? What more indictments may or may not happen. And the people who know aren't talking and the people who are talking don't know. So, and that includes us. Okay. Uh, and any other politics, um, I will mention uh, New York. New York had a primary election a while back, but we finally know the results. Uh, you know, I don't know Jack about all the different candidates in New York uh, for mayor, and I don't, and I don't really care. Well, yeah, the only one that we probably knew a lot was B- B- Buttigieg. He apparently flopped, right? No, not not Buttigieg. Yang. Yang, oh, whatever, same people. Buttigieg is in the cabinet, Secretary of Transportation. Some fucking, like, you know, guy who ran against Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, anyway, no, the interesting Well, I thought he was a white guy, I mean, I don't know, whatever, I mean, I don't know, I confused him white, you know, I mean, at least I didn't confuse him some generic Asian guy, I mean, I I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Not even white! (laughs) The, the 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 two bits that I am aware of, first of all, uh, just like in the national election, it was the moderate Democrat who won. Um, you know, so it was not one of the progressive type folks. Uh, it was it was the the moderate who appealed. Uh, you know, part of his agenda was an anti-crime agenda. He was not on board with like defund the police and everything. He's like, look, there's been growing crime in New York City over the last couple of years, we got to do something about it. Um, and he wants to do it smartly with some reform or whatever, but he's, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's got, uh, you know, a tough on crime sort of attitude. He's a former police. Uh, uh, I forget if he was a chief or whatever. He, he was, he's been he, involved. He was in a police. He was yeah. in a police. Um, and so, uh, you know, so is the moderate candidate, the one that was interesting. Also the, the other interesting bit is this primary, and it was a primary, by the way, but everybody assumes it's New York City. The I mean, whoever yeah, the wins the Democratic primary win. wins. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like the, the general election in November pretty much doesn't matter. Uh, whoever wins this primary is going to be the next mayor of New York, absent something insane, you know, something absolutely nuts. Obama um, runs as a Republican in the Well, New they York already City have here. a Republican candidate, too. At this point, oh, okay, so. they do. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I figured they did, but I, I have no idea who he is, and I mean, do, not do I care who the hell he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So, but the other interesting part was they used ranked, ranked choice voting, um, which is where instead of just picking your number one candidate, you rank. In the case of New York, they ranked their top five. There were something like fourteen candidates on the ballot. Everybody was able to rank their top five candidates, and then it went through a process where. You know, you you look at the results with everybody's first choice, and then whoever's on the bottom gets eliminated, and their votes get redistributed to their second choice, etc. And that process happens over and over and over till someone has more than fifty percent, um, and that that produces a an interesting dynamic for the race. Like uh, prior to the election, you had several candidates teaming up and saying, like, you know, like. Whichever one of us you pick for number one, please pick the other one as number two. Okay. Um, and generally speaking, it encourages 
at least it's supposed to encourage positive campaigning rather than negative campaigning because you want to maintain your chance of being somebody's second choice, not just your chances of being their first choice. Um, and apparently, you know, the, the New York Board of Elections had some issues. They released some bogus information with some test data, and there was some confusion around that. And apparently, you know, New York just sucks at running elections, and they really need to fix that. They're one of the worst in the country. Um, but, you know, basically, people were able to adapt to the top five ranking. Like, there was a lot of concern about, you know, hey, if you with ranked choice voting, are people really going to do that? Are people really going to think about not just their first choice and their second choice, but third, fourth, fifth? So what happens if what happens if uh, if you don't choose anything beyond, say, um, you know, the, the say if you choose only one, two, three, they, they call that an exhausted ballot. Like if all three of your choices are eliminated, then from that point forward, it's like you never voted. Like your no, no, votes no. But what, what about what about if you voted? But you know, let's say you know your 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 top choice is maybe the one that that uh, you know it, 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 the the three choices you chose aren't eliminated, you know, in the first rounds. I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, so basically, uh, uh, oh, because you remain in it because your choice, you know. Is still there. There was nothing. Yeah, because your choices didn't get eliminated. So you didn't have a fifth choice to eliminate. You didn't have a fourth choice. Your third and second, you know, your second and first are still on there. So you're still on there. Ah, okay. You're still, your your vote is still in play until everybody on your ballot has been eliminated. Right, exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so, um, and I forget the exact numbers. I saw them worked out earlier. Like, most... Most, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but it was on the order of well over 50%. I'm thinking maybe around 70, but I'm guessing from memory uh, of voters had the winner in their top five. Okay. Um, and, uh, and and similarly, the, the number of people who were completely eliminated before the end was, you know, the reverse of that. Uh, so... Um, no, there was some question about like, would it have made a difference? And the answer is maybe a little bit. Um, if instead of letting people pick the top five, they could pick the top six or eight or 10 or something like that. Uh, because you did end up with the top two candidates being relatively close to each other. So there were enough people who were already eliminated and their ballots exhausted that if there had been more choices and those exhausted ballots could have picked between the two people who ended up being the top two, there were enough of those exhausted ballots that it could have changed the outcome. Interesting. Hmm. So, and, and look, there, there've been arguments about like, you know, it, it is ranked choice voting the right way to go versus, you know, here in Washington state, what we do is there's, um, this, the primary is, it, it's called a jungle primary, where all parties are in it together, and then the top two from whatever party go on to the general election. That's a different way of doing I it. I gotta be honest, I know that th- this causes, it's it's more costly, but I like the runoffs. Mm. I, I like the runoffs. Well, and people were talking about, like, e- either one of these, like, effectively, the jungle primary ends up being, it's an automatic runoff, right? You take the top two, and then they go off in November. Um, if New York had done it that way, 
then chances are what would happen is the is who would the people who are number one and number two in this primary would be facing off against each other in the general election. Right. Exactly. And, and and you may have gotten a different outcome that way as the final result. Um, and, you know, people have done, you know, political scientists study different ways of doing voting and different way of doing choosing. And one of the key findings of that is there is no zero there is no way of constructing voting that in some cases won't come out with unintuitive outcomes that you look at and you're like huh that's weird because of things like the person who got the most votes doesn't end up the winner or you know weird coalitions form and all kinds of things every system has some outliers that come up with sort of you know head-scratching results, it's, and they're all trade-offs. Um, but I think the ranked choice voting is a very interesting way of doing it. Uh, um, and uh, I, the, I, I like the jungle primaries that we do here in Washington State, too. Um, but the, the difference being that, you know, like in, in those cases, right, the, um, the jungle primary or the, the, you know, you have a runoff, um, both of them, you know, if if there's a third candidate who's close to the top two, um, th- you could get a different result in the RCV versus that. And, and look, like I said, that's it's no matter what voting system you pick, you have things like that. Um, but I, I think it's an interesting experiment. RCV has been growing lately. There've been, uh, I think they've done it some in Alaska. They've done it some in, uh, I forget which New England state. There was some New England state that was doing it as well. Um, more, more places are experimenting with it. Of course, the more radical change, <laughs> um, is, you know, uh, systems that aren't, um, winner take all that aren't first past the post, uh, where, you know, if you have an election where, you know, somebody gets 60% and somebody gets 40%, you end up with some sort of 60, 40 representation in, in the parliament or something, but that's, that's so un-American. But yeah, that has its advantages too. And it has its disadvantages, like some of, you know, what we've seen in Israel and other places where uh, you end up with really weak coalition governments, then what, you know, how do they work? Right. So anyway, okay. Uh, Any last politics things you want to mention? 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay, then. We are done. And I, I, I think, unfortunately, we've gone over two hours again. Oops. That's your fault. I, it's definitely my fault. You didn't use a timer. I know. I thought you were going to use a damn timer. I forgot. Well, when, when I get a replacement for I, I, this cool timer um, that I think I mentioned in the section before we started the show proper, which I'll, you know, um, that... Yeah, maybe maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe there'll be something next week. I don't know. I, I, I like timers, I, but but we've always failed at using them as well. But anyway, yeah. Well, you you took my nice little story about changing my Twitter avatar into a thirty minute rant on uh, something about something. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what something social media something something something. I don't know. <laughs> Content moderation on Facebook groups about cars or something. I'm glad it was. I'm glad it was so. I'm glad it was so memorable. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um. Anyway, we are done with the show. Uh. So 
all the stuff we put at the end. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsmay, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. You can reach us on Facebook. Wait, no, wait. I did Facebook already. Uh, I, I was going to say, you're. I'm at Abelsmay on, on Twitter, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. And you, Yvonne, are at I-M-B-O, I-M-B-O-U on Twitter. And we would love to hear from you. You We would love to have you follow us on Twitter as well. Um, and if you don't like Facebook or Twitter, you can email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. No, uh, I thought you were going to tell them to go F off or something or whatever. No. Okay, great. Not not, not that right. Okay. Well, you were going to sue our listeners, like, recently. Yes, yes. And, yeah. And y- y- you can tell them to F off. That's more of the thing you do. Oh, okay. All right. That's that's my part. That's that's my gig. Is what you're saying? No, I'm not gonna tell our list. No, I'm not gonna tell them that. No, no, and we're not suing them either. No, no. So disappointing. Anyway, if you really like the show, you can also uh, help us out on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Curmudgeons Corner. Uh, you can leave us a little monthly tip, uh, whatever. If you don't want to do monthly, contact us. We'll figure something out. Uh, but uh, at various levels, you can get a postcard, a mug, us mentioning you on the show, all kinds of other things. Uh, well, they're not that many other things. There's several, but, you know, those are the main ones. But at $2 a month or more, or if you talk to us in other ways, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack which is a chat room where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are sharing interesting links and chatting throughout the week. So Yvonne, what are some fun things that we talked about on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this week that we have not mentioned on the show? Uh, Let's see. One of the things is that we uh, put something about a police chief retiring after he put a KKK sign on a black officer's desk, thinking that that was like very funny. For example, uh, you know, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah, fucking police chief. Uh, how there's a new poll that uh, by Harry Enton, who's a pollster, uh, who, who, yes, the poll wasn't by him. He reported on it, right? So, oh no, Harry Enton. That's your your thought. You're right. That's correct. He was saying that new polling showed that 47 percent of Americans believe the country is going in the right direction, and that it's the highest number. Since Obama's first year. Mm, nice. Yeah, which he said is probably extremely favorable for the Democrats uh, at this point. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, we also... Sh- uh, a, a, a clip uh, of Bitch McConnell basically saying, help is on the way, but we tried to stop it. Yes, this 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 has him going on for several minutes talking about how, yeah, you'll be getting a lot of money. I tried to stop it. Yeah, I tried to make sure that didn't happen, but yeah, you'll be getting a lot of money. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the son of a bitch keeps getting away with, I mean, it's like, hey, Sam, you know, you're going to get a whole bunch of help over there at your house. I tried to stop it, but you're going to get a ton of help. But I did try to stop. It. How does that work? Yeah, well, it works for him. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, I'm like, okay, Mitch, we'll vote for you again. Yes, thank you. Thank you for trying to stop him. So appreciate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um uh shared some more information on the building collapse, some additional details and some reports, some stuff on the 
Sorry. On demolition and some other stuff like that. So we shared some extra information around that. Uh, we're also showing that apparently uh, uh, some parents are, are, are having a, 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 a fight club, but it's not really a fight club. I read the article. It's terrible. Uh, you know, we did. I, I think Sam may have mentioned at some point during the show that uh, Avenatti was sentenced to two and a half years in prison. Oh, I don't think I did mention it. I meant to, but I didn't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so we got that. I also shared a, an interesting article, uh, well, some information and an article about the new Mustang Mach-E. Well, one thing was that there was a a, 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 a test done by Car and Driver that showed that uh, it has the second longest lasting battery of any vehicles. The only car that, that uh, with a battery electric that has a longer range in real testing is the Tesla Model S Long Range Plus. Which is quite far more expensive than the than the Maki, and that a lot of people that I've seen and talked and reviewers and everything are just incredibly like stunned at how good a damn car Ford put together with their first real like big EV because yeah. they said that it's just that damn good uh, and and price competitive at the same time. Um, so, so that, so I shared that article about that. I found that pretty interesting. Uh, the, the other thing is that, uh, there was a Spokane man who built a cannon and was sentenced to two years in prison. Apparently, uh, he violated some firearms laws by doing that. Yep. Um, and, uh, and you, we did share that the, the latest pro Trump social network is called Getter. Yeah, we were trying to remember it earlier in the show. G-E-T-T-R. Getter. Yes. And apparently it's just not very good. I mean, and we're so shocked. Yeah, I, when I first saw that, I mean, I, I, I later saw people joking about this, but I, I, I honestly, when I first saw it, I thought it had to be some sort of dating site or something, because get her. Get her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Maybe it's but, get, get Hillary. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I, I don't but know. no, it's, it's, it's the newest thing from, um, uh, from Trump land trying to do another social media site. I guess it was Jason Miller was the one who was behind this one, yeah. I think. So anyway, so that's, uh, oh, 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 and let me not forget that the largest yacht in the world will launch in 2024. And, uh, it's yours, right? I, I mean, I, I will say that, uh, I, I like it. Okay, uh, but but it's it's not mine, unfortunately. Oh man, it, 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 it's it's yeah, I know, I, I know. It, it, look, it's it's it is built to be like a floating condo. It's not it's not one person owned it. The the place that the, the it, they are selling thirty nine apartments across six decks. Okay, each one has you have to pay eleven million dollars per. Okay. Mm. The purchasing process is by invitation or referral only. I have not been invited. Oh man, I, I will. I I, I know. I, I I'm I'm I know. I'm slacking. I'm sorry. Uh, there there will there will even be so what you're saying is ma- what so what you're saying is maintenance on this thing is going to have all those same problems we talked about last week about condo associations deferring maintenance. Let's just say that if you think that if you think that maintenance on a condo is going to be expensive, I cannot imagine what the monthly fucking dues on this thing has to be because the bill has to be just gargantuan. 
I mean, running this thing has to cost, I, I will say, at least, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a day. Nice. So if you got like 40 units, so if you got like 40 units and you're saying you're spending about, say, $50,000 a day keeping this afloat, so basically 50000 divided by 40, where are we right now? It's, where's my math? Divided by 40. So it's about, it's about, you know, for your apartment, basically about $1,250 a day. Yeah. A day. So, you know, every month you get a bill for your maintenance and of $37,500 a month. Nice. I, I, you know, that's your share. <laughs> because, yeah, this thing has to be just so insanely expensive. It looks gorgeous, but, but you know, I've been trying to do this thing where I'm getting better about my carbon footprint. I, I just, I cannot find myself by, I, I said that if I... If I buy a boat, and I've seen already people doing this, where, you know, the the, the thing is to uh, biodiesel, which is one thing that really is, you know, really, you know, low on emissions. And the other thing is a lot of, so, you know, solar panels on the boat. Uh, you know, boats have generators, and but you can you can manage in a, in a, in a way where you combine uh, biodiesel generator, but also have uh, energy storage on the boat. Uh, you know, using solar panels up on the top, uh, uh, usually, you know, in a couple of strategic places where they're not really visible, but in places that aren't, that aren't a nuisance, but that you can harness plenty of solar. So, so all of that stuff, amazing. All of that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So you should all run out, donate to our Patreon, or at least contact us in the ways we said earlier. So you can get on our Comudgeons Corner Slack as well and join us for these fun conversations all week long. And that way you can pitch it to see if I could afford my $11 million entry fee and my $37,500 a month of maintenance. Exactly. So with that said... Um, hey, everybody, if you have friends or acquaintances or anybody who you think would like this show, uh, tell them about it. We would love to have them on board as well. Not on board that thing that Yvonne was just talking about, but on board with the podcast. Hmm. Be on board that too. They, yes, they could do that too. They could do that too. That too. Be on board. I mean, I'll have you guys on board. I mean, it's okay. Okay, so, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later, Yvonne. Good night. Good night, good night, good night. <laughs>